Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, how's she cutting? All right, like. Tell me this and tell me no more. I'm doing a line with her. And number one gobble. That's gas. Huh? She was off gallivanting. Roll it there, Roisin. Here's your one. What's the crack? How are you all doing? It is a band called a Saturday. If you're listening to this, the day goes out here in Ireland. I am Nicola Barden, still, no matter if you're not listening to this on a bank holiday. And this is Tis Yourself. This is episode four of season five. So what is the crack? What's happening? We had the wonderful Johnny Ward on me last week. Some serious crack had with Johnny. Yeah, we, we had really good fun. It was a very like upbeat, um, crazy episode. I feel like we had so many stories that were going on. Like we were talking Love Hate. I couldn't believe the characters he originally had tried out for on Love Hate because now, obviously, as you know them and love them, you kind of go, oh my God, I can't imagine anyone else playing them. Obviously, we talked about Katie in the box in Fairy City. We talked Coppers the Musical. So much more. We talked loads. Um, there was so much in it. And you guys had no idea about the technical difficulties I was going through. And God bless Johnny. He stood by me. So fair play to him. <laughs> Actually had no technical difficulties this time around with this guest. And I'll tell you that for a Zoom interview, that is a miracle. I'm sure you all know from Zoom how many times it's crashed or your camera's gone off or you're on mute. Most important one of all. So this week's guest. Okay, so if you've been out in Dublin and you've gone to any of the gay bars, so I'm going with the George... Uh, Panty, I don't know if Street 66, but there's definitely been lots of drag brunches and drag bingo. I know I saw my guest recently in the Lighthouse Cinema for the Barbie movie. So we were we went to this like drag bingo beforehand. Uh, the Lighthouse did a really good kind of get everyone in the vibe kind of thing for a Sunday. Me and my friends went down and had Barbie cocktails and the lovely Davina Divine was there. So she was heading up the bingo. So fair play to her because like... You know, everyone's real giddy and wearing pink. And God, it was just a sea of pink. How she even saw to get out of the place was beyond me. But um, she was great for it. Got us all going, got us all excited. And then, of course, we went off to Barbie and she was like, great, I can go home now. Um, but yeah, we had so much fun. But I was, I'm used to seeing her like strut her stuff on the stage in the George, um, especially in the George. And um, I love drag queens. Like, I love them. I like... We went to a Britney drag brunch. I remember in oh my god, in oh, what's called Burnishaw in Phippsburg once. I've been to I've been to so many drag shows, drag bingo, drag brunch, and obviously just going to things like the George and Panty, uh, and just Pride and everything else, and just looking in awe at how they're able to walk in these shoes and how they're able to wear these outfits, and just be like, oh my god, I'm here, my runners, I'm a disgrace standing beside them. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I spend a lot of my time in these gay bars and honest to God, I'm just like, these queens are so glam and I feel like I've thrown myself through a bush to get out here. 
sure look they're paid to be glam and gorgeous no one's paying me to do that as I sit here in a tracksuit that has a bit of spaghetti bolognese sauce on it sexy looking out outside where it is sunny lads it's in October it's October bank holiday weekend here in Ireland and it's sunny I can't get over it I'm, not, I'm trying not to jinx it because I'm closing the line I've got two dogs here out running enjoying themselves no one's barked yet it's a miracle a miracle and I meant to be going out tonight and here I am sitting here in my spaghetti bolognese covered top Davina would be disgusted in me she would be because she's a glam queen so what do we talk about today um right well we talk about obviously how Davina got into drag talk about makeup artistry because that's what she was doing before she tells me about a little feud she had with one of the queens who she's now friends with we talk about her podcast petty little things with victoria's secret we just have banter really it's a really positive episode it's a lot of crack it's all of fun um it's nothing too heavy it's just a happy happy buzz and i hope you enjoy it i'm guessing a lot of you are going to be davina's followers that are here listening to it today and you are never heard this podcast before so i welcome you all to it and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have really good fun listening to it. And please do share with other people if you do enjoy it. So I'm going to I'm gonna be Cunis now. That's not the way you say it. I know Cunis means quiet, but I don't think you can say be Cunis. Someone is going to email me and correct me on that one. Um, I'm going to be quiet now. And I'm going to let you guys listen to this episode with the gorgeous, the fantastic, the talented Davina Divine. Hi, how are you? I cracked out the the lock in equipment, <laughs> the lockdown equipment. So I was like having slight PTSD, getting ready for this. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because my last guest last week, Johnny Ward, was the same. He was like, "Yeah, so anxious. I haven't done a Zoom in ages." And I was like, "I live on them." <laughs> I know it's it's so funny because now, like, even when you see people like on TV, I saw like one of the guys from Emmerdale was on like Ireland AM this morning, and that just would never have happened. You know, like on by a Zoom, it's <laughs> kind of it's good in lots of ways, but there's something about I just have this weird thing because I'm just not a techie person, so I'm oh. always like, if something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna go wrong. <laughs> well, it's probably gonna go wrong on my part too. Last week, Johnny was chatting <laughs> away, and I couldn't see him, and then the computer crashed, and I was oh, like, oh no! And did you get the recording? I did. Oh my God. I was like, if I have to text oh. him, we're like, I didn't get it. Because we had to go and organize a second one. And he was just sitting in the kitchen waiting for me. No. And you know, when you're just like, this yeah. is mortifying. I meant to be professional. Listen, do you know what? Like, it's happened to us so many times. So, like, I'm so, uh, I'm so open to people, shit happening like that. Because you name it, it's happened to us. Like, we were recording our pod a couple of weeks ago and we just didn't press record. And we did like a two hour podcast just talking and it just wasn't recorded. And I just. I just took a deep breath and I said, let's just do it again. <laughs> we were like, yeah. you just have to just do it again. <laughs> Although you probably were like, I said something really funny. And yeah. So you're trying to, you're doing, you're doing a joke for like sec- secondhand joke isn't, isn't always as fun, which you're listening to is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, no, thank you for having me. Thank I have you. been in the crowd, in the George, many's a night. <laughs> Rotting her stuff up there and I'm like... How are you walking in those heels? <laughs> oh, well, I tell you, I just did a photo call. The photo thing I was just doing was for the National Lottery. They're launching this new um, this new game. It's like Euro Millions, but it's Euro Dreams. It's once a month. And if you win the jackpot, like you get 20 grand a month. So oh. it's broken up. And I was just in Herbert Park, literally hobbling around on a pair of heels. So I'm just like, oh my good fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, what is my life? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Me and my girlfriends are like always just going like, how do they do it? Like because you know you think of years and years and years as you know mm. being you know women and yeah. wanting to wear wear heels when you're a teenager and then realizing heels are horrible as soon as you I know. Up. And you know I fall over more in flats to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do. I swear to God, I always fall upstairs 
and over in flats. If I'm in a pair of heels, she's to be doing cartwheels and kicks and all this. And I'm like, that about her. It's so, so bizarre. Well, tell me, um, like I had Panty on, right? And I was chatting to Panty ah. about like, how she became like a drag queen and, you know, yes. obviously became the icon that she is now. Like, and she was like, she totally fell into it. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm guessing young people hanging around seven, eight, you know, dreaming of being a vet, dreaming of being a doctor, or I don't know, my friend's child wants to be a digger at the moment. I, yeah. I, oh, okay. I don't know if that's the machine <laughs> or actually like wants to dig things. <laughs> what were like? What were you dreaming? Like, were you dreaming I'm going to be dressing in drag? <laughs> no, never. Like, I like you know, it's actually so funny. I'll, I'll tell you this little. I tell people this sometimes because it sometimes it just I get flashbacks. Like, so there was this girl who lived across the road from me when I was a kid, and she was spoiled rotten. She used to have all the best toys, and uh, she was really flush now with the toys. And she had this dress up kit. Now, this is like, I'm telling my age, I'm like, this is like the late 80s or whatever, like the era of Madonna and all this. Mm-hmm. And one day she said, let's dress you up as a girl. And I was like, oh, okay. I just, I didn't even think, I was like her, I was like her little bitch. So she could have told me to do anything and I would just done it. And she put me in drag. Uh, well, like drag at that time, I had like these little, white little tights, like little, like white girl tights. I had a purple Tina Turner wig from the dress up kit. And she said to me, which was actually so sadistic now when I think back, she said, go and let's knock on your house and ask if you're home. (laughs) And when I went over, she said, if you ask, tell them your name is Dorina. Like, isn't that so weird? That is weird. Yeah. So it was kind of written in the stars. But so I did it, of course. And my dad was like, no, he's not home. (laughs) And I just was so innocent and so naive. But But that was the extent I kind of ever had. I always wanted to be a teacher when I was a kid. So like, I, th- I think I liked the authority and the control that mm-hmm. that brought. I liked the fact that a teacher could control a situation. And I probably am still a bit like that now. The only mm-hmm. thing I ever liked about a teacher, being a teacher would be the holidays, but that's more yeah. an adult life thing. Because totally. like my friend, I have loads of friends with teachers, like who doesn't, you live in Ireland, yeah. you at least one friend is a teacher. And, you know, they'll come home with these horror stories. Oh, today, you know, primary school, someone, you know, peed or pooed themselves and if it's second school someone called me this today and I'm like I just wouldn't have the ability to stay calm after a while I'm like you little (laughs) (laughs) oh totally and like back when I think back now think back then I never even thought of the holidays the holidays would have been actually great but I think I enjoy talking to crowds I enjoy kind of I enjoy that element I suppose I've always probably had that you know when I when I think back to because that's what I was kind of attracted to and even now I feel like I worked with Mac for a long time I worked in makeup and they always used to be kind of pushing me to go for like trainer roles and because I can kind of I think it's like commanding a room really isn't it same kind of thing still because like so you probably know yourself so many people are brilliant and even in social media you'll see someone Mm. who's brilliant on TikTok but they cannot get up and speak in front of a room of people much better like one-on-one or with the phone or whatever but to actually get up like and talk in front of a group it's a yeah. very good skill to have because you can use it in so many different ways and you know it's so funny it's like like it's I can do that when I'm when I'm doing drag when I'm doing my show and stuff but like you know I've, a couple of times like it's going too grim like you know at funerals and stuff people ask me to get up and say something or give a speech or something I'd be like a bag of nerves you know so like it's when you I think when you have that mask on it's so much easier and it's also, it's like a construct, like you kind of construct. So it's almost like it's not you doing it, really. It's, yeah. It's very psychological. cool <laughs> <laughs> because like Davina is, you know, her own person. Yeah. So Davina and they don't really know you away, yeah. which no. is great. So you can be like, walk down the road and be like, ha, 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 you haven't a clue. But I yeah. remember you from the George last night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I remember it all. I've like, they, they don't call me an elephant for nothing. I remember literally everything. <laughs> 
but it's so funny because I'd be walking down the street and I'd see somebody from the club and I'd be like, oh, hi. And they look at me like, who? They'd be like, they just wouldn't. They'd be like, and then sometimes, sometimes you see people kind of like double take. So it's very strange. It's it, That's also a bit of a bit of a head fuck sometimes because you can be, because uh, you forget that you're not in drag. And then other times you, you like, it's very strange. So, and you probably spend a large amount of your time in drag, whether it's like, yeah. obviously you've got your nights and stuff, but as you had today, a photo shoot or, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing different things and like, whether photo shoots or calls or Zooms or like, I know you were doing a lot during the pandemic of like yeah. corporate events and oh. stuff like that. <laughs> Do you know, it's so funny. It's like, uh, I don't know, again, I'm referencing the 80s, but I used to be obsessed with this cartoon called Gem, Gem and the Holograms. And her, the whole concept was basically this kind of, she was like this rock star. She had pink hair and and she was, she had these magic earrings. Basically, she was just this regular plain Jane kind of girl. She'd put her earrings and she'd be like Showtime synergy and she'd turn into this big rock star. And, in a, and I used to be obsessed with that cartoon. And in a weird way, sometimes I think I've turned into Gem in my in my actual life. It's like, because there are people who don't actually know me, who I work with regularly, who've never met me, which is so weird, isn't it? Yeah, like, that is. So strange. Because I suppose you're turning up ready to go. Like, yeah. you're getting ready backstage. I, I turn up, like, we used to get ready there a lot, like, before the pandemic. And then when I was at home, I kind of created a little beauty room. And now I'm just like, I like to be at home as long as I can before I have to go out for as long as I can. So then when I'm coming home, like, you know, I leave, I, I arrive as a diva and I leave as a, a drunken diva. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's you've very got, strange. Yeah, you've got all these people that are like, you know, know you as Davina. And then if you yeah. like sit beside them in the cinema, they just wouldn't even have a it's, clue. It's I so strange. Very Hannah Montana. Very that. And, you know, I actually, uh, it was uh, my 40th birthday recently and I had an astrological chart given to me for uh, one of my friends. I had to, go, had to go and have this kind of thing done. And she said to me, which was so strange, she said, when I look at your chart, I'm a Leo and I have a Leo rising as well, which is kind of very kind of unusual. But she said the one thing that jumps out of your chart, because she kind of basically puts a profile together before she doesn't know who's going to walk in the door. Mm. And she said is that uh, it's just duality. She's like, it's almost like you have two sides. She's like, I don't mean this in a bad way. She's like, but uh, like, say like uh, serial killers. Because <laughs> it's like you have like a secret life. And yeah. that's exactly what I have. Not that I'm a serial killer, but like that. Uh, so this that is I have, who'd know. Yeah, you can blame know. <laughs> yeah, be like it's her. I'm insane. Uh, so yeah, so it's very strange. So it's written in the stars. So that's I don't I didn't have a choice. So like <laughs> when you were away from Davina, are you quite quiet? Are you like a very different oh, personality? Very much so. Yeah. Like I actually I'm like I'm I always would say like I'm I'm definitely an introverted to extrovert for sure like I'm okay. very quiet and I like being in I'm better in smaller groups of people mm-hmm. I don't like kind of like loudness and craziness uh, and it's such a contradiction it's so bizarre and I know it's real Taylor's oldest time blah 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 but it's so true it's like um I just like I like my creature comforts you know yeah I'm very simple very simple person I'm not even very like I wear plain clothes I don't like anything that's too brash or out there and yeah, like I sometimes I do feel like I'm actually two separate people. It's very, very bizarre. But I am. <laughs> I kind of love that because like I'd be very much introvert, extrovert as well. Whereas like yeah. I love my nights out and I love catching up with the gang. But then for four days afterwards, I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of recharge, you know, because I, yeah. I, I feel absolutely drained by people like I get zapped. And it, not in a bad way, just actually just like I give it all. And then you kind of have to just retreat, recharge and then 
we enter. <laughs> That's yeah. what we say. Which is like funny because like obviously as Panty, a lot of people know Panty and they know Rory as well because yeah. Rory has been um like coming out as his own person. But you, it's mm-hmm. great that you get to keep this side of yourself private because you're so out there as Davina. So like, totally. you know. Mm, yeah. And that's the thing that... um. So yeah, no, so th- that's the one thing I think that uh, that is different that sets me apart from from everyone else because I feel like it does create that kind of mystery and people like someone was telling me the other day like when you Google it's like to be divine out of drag and it's really not that much of a mystery like it's not like I'm actually really hiding but it's just I think it gives I think people always want to know how the rabbit comes out of the hat you know that kind of way and in this day and age we all want to know everything about everyone and I just feel like it's kind of fun just to not give it all away you know yeah. Because then everyone's mad to know even more so. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and also, to be honest, I think there's a, I think now as well, um, I think it protects you a little bit as well. Because you know how people are, people are really, like Davina is like an armour to me. So it's like, so I feel really, I don't care what they say about her, like, like slay her to the high heavens. I'm okay with that. But I think when someone kind of comes after you, and that's why I really feel bad for some of these influencers and stuff. They get like some, sometimes dogs abuse and they forget that they're, they're actually just people. And it's just so unnecessary, you know, and I think people are very quick with their words these days and I don't think they as quick with their brain, you know. No, I couldn't. I don't like I honestly I if someone writes something mean to me. It's it's rare because I'm not anybody. But if somebody writes something mean to me, I'm just like, I'm going to think about that for the next 45 years. Yeah. So but, are you sure that's what you want to tell me? <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? Like you always focus on, on the one negative thing. People can say so many positive things, mm-hmm. but it's always that niggling little a bit of negativity and it's just so much negativity in the world now at the moment and that's what I always kind of feel like with doing podcasts and doing whatever I'm doing that it's you're just bringing a bit lighthearted and like, like a bit light lightness you know just yeah. keeping it light yeah and so in the lightness uh theme how did yeah. you go from wanting to be a teacher to oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, putting on your little pink goona oh, yeah. <laughs> like well I tell you like so but oh god it was it was back in my day it was like like when I first started doing drag um it was a friend of mine actually was running an LGBTQ plus group down in the west of Ireland called Out West mm. and it I think it's actually still running and it's basically for people that live in rural uh west right now it's not really Galway because that's a city so it's like kind of Sligo, Roscommon, Leitrim all those kind of areas yeah. And uh, so he, I was really close with this guy and, and his boyfriend was running and that's what it was. And he said, listen, we're ha- we'd have these socials every couple of months. And he said, do you want to come down and actually we need some entertainment? Would you do something just for the laugh? And we, we've kind of joked about it before, just literally in a joke. And I said, are you serious? Like, and he's like, yeah, come down. He's like, nobody knows you down there. Just come down, do a little bit of it, like a bit of a jig or whatever. And me and my friend, we just we kind of start putting it together. But then we kind of start getting a bit serious with it. We were a bit like. You know, not serious, but we wanted, to, we didn't want to look shit. We, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to be. Nobody wants you know, to look shit in front of a no, group of gays. No, <laughs> absolutely not. And even if they're country gays, like, you know, they still have standards. Uh, and yeah, so we went down, we did it. Went really well. We had a great time. And afterwards, this guy came up to me and he said, I run a club in Limerick. Um, Would you come and do something at my, my club? And I was like oh my god I was like are you serious and so I ended up doing that then I got offered to do this thing in Galway so it just I was still kind of going oh, a bit of crack you know just a bit yeah. of crack and it was a bit of crack like it looked like a sack of shit you know it was just like there was no YouTube tutorials there was no like there was hard people that hardly wore false lashes the only place you get false lashes was in Brown Thomas and Mac and there was like there was only one style of lash that they had that was like drag friendly so it was very prehistoric drag times and yeah so, so it just kind of started snowballing then and then I kind of met other drag queens in Dublin and then I kind of started to get like a little gang together and we all like, so it just really, really organically happened, you know, it's very weird. And did you have <laughs> Davina as the name 
yes. at that very first time. I always had it at the because they kept saying, what are we going to put on the poster? Who are we going to say is here? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't have a name. I was like, what am I going to do? And I was living with two lesbian friends at the time and <laughs> we were thinking of all these names. We had these names, like um, all these like innuendo names that just... Mm-hmm. They just, I didn't want, I knew, I knew even then I didn't want something that was like a dirty innuendo. They were seeing like Gale Force because she blows like a hurricane. And there was like, it was like Sheila Blige. And there was like, you know, all these like gas things. And I just, my friend was actually cleaning the toilet at the time. And she said, what about Davina Divine? And I just said, she's like, Davina, because Davina was doing Big Brother, Davina McCall. Hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of said, oh, I don't know. I said, I don't really like that name. And then it just, I had to make a snap decision. And that was it. So yeah, it was just meant to be. That toilet cleaning has led on all <laughs> yeah. these years later. <laughs> Literally still still filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I often wonder how people come up with the names because so as you say, some of them are so witty and so yeah. dirty, but like you're just you say them and you go, Oh my Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Panty always had a Panty had a, a favorite one that she always used to say that she was like if she had another one, she would she call herself Taylor Maid, which I think is a fab one. I like that. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I, I like I like the ones that aren't kind of smutty because I feel yeah. like as well, even then I knew like you can't put something like that on a poster. It just doesn't look nice. And also that's not really my vibe, you know, the kind of way. So Yeah. You know. I'd love to see that early uh Davina what oh, uh, what she looked like and comparison to now. I imagine it's like glow up know, central. <laughs> do you know, uh last December I had my 20 years, I was doing drag for 20 years, and we had a, a Jubilee celebration in the George. <laughs> I, it was actually my China Jubilee. <laughs> That's what you get for your Jubilee, apparently. And uh, we had Mel C come over because I'm a massive Spice Girl fan. So we booked her and I, I pulled out all my old photos and all my old um, v- I feel like VHSs, you know, like from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And we did a big montage of all my kind of like trajectory. And it's very strange to look back because things were really different then. And you look back and you kind of, I remember thinking, God, I remember thinking I was like, chunky and I remember thinking I was clunky and when I look back I was so scrawny little thing it was just like just such a child you know like when I look back on it now um but yeah it is it's been some glow up I tell you <laughs> oh she look I look back at photos you know from even like five years ago when you thought I'm the fattest thing in the world and you look yeah. back and you go would you put more on display get out there and get the boobs and the bum totally. out the whole you're so scared totally and I always feel like as well like everyone, you're always that your hardest critic is yourself like people didn't even think that then people don't think that you always just see all your bad bits and I think probably age gives you that though isn't it that you just kind of get a bit more comfortable or a bit more fuck it <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what I mean like when I see the drag queens up there and some of the outfits are unreal like where do you get these now this is what I love to know where do these outfits come from oh I have a bit of a confession to make now I have to say I am a bit of a hoarder I have to say right. like I have oh my god so we have a very small space in the George of like like a little kind of like a little kind of walk-in wardrobe we all have our each kind of like little cubby Victoria's oh, <laughs> like no it's a walk-in so have like say say it's probably like a 10 foot rail I have of clothes and then I have all my separates in four big boxes or whatever but down we have another storage area and I have I'd say about 20 about 24 foot of rails of just clothes which is just fucking very so excessive and I, I keep trying to do a clear out but I just can't get rid of it I, I've stuff going back for years you know and I, I'm always like I have to throw that away I'm going to need it for something and it does kind of come back around but over the years I've had stuff made I've bought stuff off the rail like you name it like it's if if anyone needed anything for any occasion, it's in that wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween, it's, you are sorted. My life is Halloween. I'm I'm sorted anyway. I'm like, welcome to the party, everyone. I'm here the other 365 days of the year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Do you know, actually, so I got in a taxi the other day. I was going to a gig and the taxi man said to me, oh, are you going to a Halloween party? And I was like, no, <laughs> just going to work. <laughs> it's so This is my job. <laughs> this is my life. Yeah, it's like Halloween is my life. So, yeah. When did it become a, re- a full-time job? Because I imagine 80s and, or sorry, when you first started out, 80s, you're only a baby. <laughs> when you first started out, you're like getting a job, as you say, one in Limerick that leads on to one. Yeah. But like, it's not full-time. No, it's not. And and everything was just kind of very sp- sporadic then. So you do like, you know, the odd thing here and there. And I was afraid to do stuff in Dublin because I was really afraid like that people would know me or people would judge me or... Um, so that uh, took me a while to kind of come around to actually to to end up in Dublin, but then I I worked in makeup as well for a long time. So I worked for um I worked for Longcomb for a while. Oh. I worked for um for then I got a job with Mac basically. So I was I was there for like a long time, but I loved working with Mac as well. It was a great company and it was very kind of they're at the forefront of everything and it was very my aesthetic. You know, I met met some amazing makeup artists and learned so much just makeup wise uh, through that company. But um. It was hard because I remember at one point I was doing like five nights um or five days during um during the day and then at one point I was doing five nights at night. So it was like I remember just I did I think two months of that and my body just gave up. I was like, I just yeah. can't do this anymore. So then I had to kind of say, What do you want here? Do you want to continue on in, you know, in nine to five executive real world <laughs> or do you want to and I just think I can always go back to that. That's a skill you have. Whereas you're not gonna be young forever, you're not gonna be able to kind of you know, push yourself out there a little bit. So pour yourself out, you know. So I said, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And uh, I I just gradually went in Mac. I went starting four, five days, four days, three days, two days, till eventually I, they eventually were like, would you not just leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> would you not just go? And yeah, so it took, it was gradual because I think, you know, anyone working with themselves, anyone in the arts, it's having a day job is like a safety net. And your your work is never, COVID taught us that, you know, nothing is, is guaranteed. And having a day job there's something to be said for that but there's also something to be said for making your own destiny and kind of carving your own path which is I find quite exciting you know yeah and I have to say when you said about the Dublin thing about not being not wanting to go straight to performing for where you're from I totally get that and I even feel like in something as small as a podcast you nearly don't like your own people that you know you're like, yeah. what did they think of it? As opposed to what random gyms down the road think of it, you yeah. know? Yeah, and you know, that's that's the other thing now as well. I, I feel like, you know, we spend so much time, I think with Instagram and stuff, thinking about what other people think about us, that we kind of lose sight of actually what 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 do we think about it? You know, what do we think? And, and I'm guilty of it myself. I do it. So sometimes I have to kind of snap myself out. And I'll always think of that if I'm trying to make a decision, I'm going, God, what would they think? And then I think, no, hang on, hang on. Like, what do you think? How do you feel? So I always go back to my gut and I think that's just a good little bit of a life lesson you know yeah because like obviously it's worked out for you like I'm sure those first few Dublin shows were nerve-wracking and you're kind of yeah. scanning the crowd crowd will anyone know me blah blah and then you're like yeah if anyone recognizes well, me they're gonna I remember like uh because I got I was only like 19 20 I think it was at the time and I remember we all me and my friend entered the alternative Ireland that Panty was hosting and it was big it was amazing event it was always around Patrick's Day I was a real buzz like and performing in the Olympia and we opened the show me and my friend and we did like a big bewitched number and we it was all green white and orange and you know it was really now like tack arama but it was brilliant <laughs> I love and, it. Uh, and the next day it was in the evening herald it was on like you know the second page it was like page two and three it was like a huge picture the two of us jumping because we were like jumping in our uh, off the ground and it was all green white and orange it was a great paddy's day um paper moment and i remember sitting there and i remember saying oh you're in the paper but my granddad read the herald every day and i remember thinking oh my god 
he can't find out about this like not right now because I'm only up to doing like a couple of shows and then I'm okay. dressed as a woman in the middle of the page like they and I ran around to his house and he was reading the paper and he literally just flipped through the page looked at the picture just kept flipping and I was <laughs> sitting there going <laughs> I was like woo <laughs> I feel it now I feel the anxiety just being yeah, like so staring funny. hey Granda <laughs> yeah like so but and then like that took me a couple of years ago so i because i wasn't sure what i was doing i had no idea so but then when i kind of start re- getting into it and kind of actually you know really rehearsing and kind of doing stuff that's mm-hmm. when i told my family i was like listen i'm doing this and you kind of had to but you had to kind of explain it then you know like i think at one point i think when i originally said it, i was like you know i'm doing these gigs in the george and i think my mom thought it was like a stripper or something i thought she thought it was like <laughs> i actually think she thought it was like <laughs> erotic dancing or something i don't know because i think it's kind of dance numbers and and she was like okay she kept squinting and i was like no it's and then like so it just i think i made it sound worse than it was <laughs> <So>. <laughs> like i keep my clothes on but they're not my clothes yeah they're, they're women's, women's clothes yeah <laughs> so then but they like they've been so great and so supportive and now in particular it's like itself they're so unfazed by by drag now like lockdown definitely did that <laughs> for sure <laughs> see so many uh, I don't know you've probably seen them as well on TikTok these people yeah. who like um do these you know snap and look go from you know wild yes. to my drag and then it's like oh my mom says dress casual for lunch and then it shows these huge amazing drag like looks and I'm just yeah. like oh my god like A where do you get inspiration B where do you find all these pieces yeah. and it's unreal like and I think you know obviously there's a world of people that you know negative people that don't of like that. there's a world of people like me who are like oh my god like love drag race love all yeah. this special kind of night and event to go to yeah I think there's I think there's a bit of a drag queen in everybody really I, I honestly do I think like as, as small as it may be like I remember um me and my friend went to an event there recently and she got she bought her first wig and she's uh this, this is my friend Lisa Shannon she's a, a, a really big makeup artist and she was really like oh do you know will I wear what and as soon as she wore she became another person she wore <laughs> this fab pink wig and she always has a very you know put together kind of like staple look that she does it's very glam very gorgeous but this stepping out for her was like that was like her drag you know it's just like you, it's kind of gives you like license to kind of thrill you know that kind of way you can kind yeah. of just do what you want and for yourself I just think why not like you get one life and I, I think we're also it's it's safe to pigeon box people you know that kind of way and everyone feels comfortable with that but I think when you step outside it that's when it makes other people feel uncomfortable like life is too short it's like and you don't have to go that all out but I think even when it comes to makeup because I worked as I said in makeup for ages mm-hmm. and you think people get so stuck in a look so doing anything is like oh no that's too much it's like no no have a little bit too much go for it like you know wear a red lip you know, wear a lash, like go for it. Like it's not like what you think is I'm turning the, the volume up to 90 is is not really. No, <laughs> I went and got my makeup done for a wedding last weekend. And um, there was just myself and one girl beside me. I didn't know her or whatever. So yeah. the makeup bar says to me, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm going to a wedding. This is the color. Do what you want. And she's like, yeah, yeah. you want this, that? And I went, I am terrible. You, this is yeah. your expertise. Anything you want. If you think I need eyeliner, if you think I don't, if you need blah, blah, yeah. I said, go for it. Whereas the girl beside me was so particular. Like yeah. they offered her lashes and you'd swear they offered her heroin and she wasn't sure. Yeah. Was this the line she's going to cross? And were you, ha- <laughs> were you happy in the end? Oh, I loved it. But oh, I'm good. sure she looked at me thinking I look like a drag queen comparison to what yeah. she got because she basically got like pale, pale, pale foundation, 
um, you know, a little pink eye, yeah, and a little bit of blusher. And I was like, lashes, big. I loved it all. Yeah, go for it. Loved Why it. not? Life's and too sure short. I was like, you're out to pain for this. And you, you just look like you were in the wind, got a bit of... Yeah. People, people, I think, are very kind of... People just have their, their security blanket, like... Mm-hmm. And I, I totally get it. And that's not for everyone. It's not maybe they, that people feel good, feeling kind of safe and secure in that. But I think sometimes it's good to just throw caution to the wind for yourself, you know? Just be... Yeah. Even the wild side. <laughs> well, I spent so long sitting in tracksuits and hoodies at home that I'm like, if I'm going to be going glam, give me yeah. it all. Give me it I'd, all. It's so funny to say that because I'd be dying to just get back into a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it must be so much work. I remember James Patrice telling me what he does just for Malahide Woman. And that's yeah. mainly, it's not, like he does some appearances, but mainly like for what he does on his thing. And he's like, okay, so these are the amount of underwear I have to wear. These are the yeah. amount of tights I have to wear. I was like, as a woman who has worn spanks, to wear more than one pair of spanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, the pain. The yeah. pain. Like, I have it down to an absolute fine skill now. So, like, people will say, how long does it take to get ready? So I can get ready, like, top to toe, I'd say, in probably about an hour. And if I'm really now under pressure, about an hour and 15 minutes. Like, top to toe. Mm. And that'll be, I'll, that'll be, like, military precision. So that'll be, like, sitting down. Like, you know, there's no messing. It is, and you, <laughs> I can't listen to, like, if I'm normally getting ready, I like to give myself about two hours to, to get fully ready. Because yeah. that's... I can kind of like I'm listening to Britney Spears audiobook at the moment, so I'm living that. Oh, I'm dying to read it. Yeah, I'm and I've only got it yesterday, and I'm nearly done, so it's it's juicy. Um, so but normally if I'm just kind of like flat to the mat, I'll just have silence. I'm just like down. The brushes are going, mm-hmm. and then yeah, so it's like it is military precision, but you just kind of that's the worst part of it. I think that's the most kind of boring part of it. I think because I've been doing it for so long, but then once I'm in it, I feel like I come alive again. You know. Yeah, it's like I feel like that because I'm I'm terrible at hair and makeup, so I hate like doing it. But when someone does it for me, it's like a new Nicola has been born. That's why I yeah. love do what you want, put on the lashes or don't, whatever. Because I feel like then, you know, whatever I wear doesn't really matter because yeah. the rest of me is looking good. Because yeah, the makeup part is the boring part. It is. Yeah, and it's like I like I always say as well. Like I'm so particular with certain things as well. So like I wouldn't trust I wouldn't trust anyone doing my face so like I, I need things to be in a certain place and like and I have the skill to do it so I, like I know what yeah. I'm doing you know what you're doing and my hair as well as like I do all my own hair I do like I'll pick all my own clothes like whereas there's other queens who literally will be just like do it all who like they'll have somebody literally like you know do their wigs for them they'll have people do their makeup have people uh, pick their clothes they'll make their clothes so it's like I, I'm so control freak when it comes to things like that I need to be in control but it is your job and it is yeah and it's your job is based on appearance and what you totally. can do with that so of course you're going to be like picky about stuff coming in although i'm gas i'm la- imagine your house during the pandemic ordering oh shit God. on amazon or whatever websites drag it now today i'm just like i got like about six packages came this morning and i'm like what the hell is this i bought all these like these amazing t-shirts that have like and um, bejeweled like eyes on them <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking like I'm a I'm a I'm a secret late night shopper like some people are late night eaters I'm a late night shopper I'll just I'll binge online like at night time oh I could say imagine being in the George and looking around and be like mm, I like what that person wearing and then you go oh. on googling or you're whatever mm, yeah, every time I bring uh, my gal pals into the George like up to the dressing room they're like it's like a treasure trove they're always like oh my god look at these shoes look at this look it's proper like I'm just delighted that I have like big feet, so it's like so no one's gonna nick my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to go backstage, I'd love it. Mm, like, I'd, I'd love to do a drag makeover myself. I'd say I'd be yeah. absolute gas, but like, I always think like my my best friend Neil always brings us to the George, and yeah. um, we love going there. You know, I think it's fantastic, safe space. The same with like you know going to Panty or um, 
366 or whatever. Yeah. I'm always like, look, we are a load of hags. Look at us here, taking up the dance floor as if like. Uh, <laughs> like I, like I, I love that. I love that the George is a safe space for people because so often you hear like, I to be always talking to taxi men and stuff when I'm going into town. And he says that he brings lots of girls and stuff to the George. And he said that they feel safe there because there isn't that kind of threat that they get. Even, I have to say, even like it's safe for gays. Like, there's hardly ever, ever any fights, no trouble. You know, like where you go to other nightclubs, there's always scraps and, yeah. you know, something kicks off. And even the, like, you know, there's people looking for trouble. Whereas the George is just like, and I think the George has transcended an LG, like a gay bar, like that label of a gay bar. It's yeah. like, it's just a cool venue now, you know, like even in the, the last 10, 10 years or so, it's definitely much more inclusive, which is great. Yeah. But I I always feel like the George, the Dublin, I always feel like Dublin is missing a totally new space. Because I used to live, I lived in Toronto years ago when I was about 21. And there was lots of places that were just, you know, you go in there, there was there was gays, there was lesbians, there was trans people, there was drag queens, there was straight people. It was just a cocktail of people and it was no trouble. It was just like anything went and it was such a cool environment. But Dublin's never been able to fully properly do that. George is probably the closest to yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I think we're running out of nightclubs because there's not really that many anyway. So like yeah. you, you're out with your mates in town and you're like, look, it's you know it's one o'clock. I want to keep going. I want to go for a dance. There's very few places to go anyway. Big so like, time. I do think and an all-inclusive place like that would be great to have everyone who just doesn't want drama, just wants a bit of crack and some yeah. dancing and some good music. Like that is Look, that's the dream. And let us stay out all night. Like, let right. us say, like, what well, I don't understand. Like, why, why this late night opening that I'm hearing about for like four to five years it still hasn't come. And I'm like, when can we stay out till six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> like, I'm really dead. And I'm I keep really telling dead. my friends it's a good thing. And they're like, why? And I'm like, no, because the staggered going home and nothing to do yeah. with the fact that it'll be 4 a.m. and we're on baby, baby Guinnesses. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. I know. Like, I was just saying to my friend the other day, like, we always kind of go back, we'll have drinks in someone's house afterwards, whatever. And I always would drink like a vodka seven up in someone's house. But when someone gives me a vodka seven up when I'm out I'm like I'm repulsed by it I'm like no that's for like that's for half four in the morning <laughs> like, night I, drink. Couldn't, I couldn't that's like that's that's uh that's a late night reveler drink for sure oh I just <laughs> haven't drank vodka red bull or vodka white in a while now Jeez, yeah I had one vodka it... red bull the other night now and I was like this afterwards you know do you know what I actually I have in the fridge downstairs I actually Kim Kardashian's uh, energy drink I actually bought at a petrol station like in Cashel I think I bought it to try and it's sitting in the fridge downstairs so after this I'm going to scull it when I get off and decide it Cashel is known for being the home of Kim Kardashian yeah where would you get a Kardashian energy drink in Cashel how random is that Oh my god! I'm just like thinking of all the different times I've been in George and different drag shows and stuff, and obviously yeah. with Shirley and the Bingo, and obviously, but you you have now your own residency. Like this is your yeah. night. This is Davina's night, and you get to. I'm assuming you get to pick like pretty much the dancers and whoever else Everything, is there yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, like so I started in Thursday, Thursday, I think it was like 2009. And when I started, it was actually in the middle of the recession. It was just uh, like we had literally, the George had just been sold to Nama. Nama had just taken it over. And it, I mean, it was on its knees, like, pardon the pun, <laughs> George, like on its knees. Oh my God. But no, it was, it was really bad. There was like nobody in the place on Thursday. And I, I had to like kind of, oh my God, you name it, I did it. Like uh, we did like, the Irish Apprentice was on TV at the time. Mm. And I remember getting some of the cast of The Apprentice to come in. We had like an office party, but I was DJing on the stage. It was like a, it was like a house, Davina's house party was called. 
And then we changed it. We started doing like a late night show at 12 o'clock. We had dancers in. So there was so many reincarnations to get it to where it is now. And now genuinely it's like, it's my funnest gig. I could be in the worst form. Actually last week I was in terrible form. I was in fell form. I just didn't want, you know, I think, sometimes that's hard if you're just in a bit of a shitty mood or mm. you're having a bit of a crap week and you just to go and sing and dance for people is not sometimes what you want to do mm-hmm. but I tell you this now it always pulls you out whatever funk you're in it just so I just I love that that that's my job and that I've kind of cultivated that nice it's really fun and I'm, and great people work out there great people come so yeah it's brilliant yeah, because I can't imagine having to do that, like being in being yeah. a bad mood, something's getting you down in life or you're worried about something and then you have to go and be. It's not like a lot of jobs where you can just work at the computer and no one really knows and just be quiet for the day. You have to go out and be like, hello, and be yeah. gorgeous and doing the splits. I've seen you do some <laughs> throughout the years. I'm like, yeah. no one knows that like before this, you could have been just yeah. you know, in tears or you could have been like, I'm do your makeup six times because, you know, you don't yeah. feel well or whatever. It's true, and and to be honest, like last week, I I was I, I literally was in tears because I was just like I was going through just something personally, which is with I was actually having a bit of like boy trouble, so I was just I was a bit down, and I was kind of like, right, okay, and I just the last thing you want to do is you know especially when when you are an introvert you want to just kind of stay away, but I just think pushing yourself like having a job like that is where you have to do it. You don't have a choice. That even makes you kind of you kind of get annoyed with yourself, and you're like, because why do I have to do this fucking job? You're like. But then, you know, if I didn't do, what would I do? Sit home crying? You know, it's like, what are the options? You actually just have to, like, I think having it, it really helps you in so many ways to kind of pick yourself up, get out there and actually just, you know, get back on the horse. Stupid bloody boys always making us Yeah, cry. I know, bastards. bastards. And they don't, they don't do it often now, I, t- I tell you, but, you know, but, but when they get you, they get you. <laughs> oh, I know. And the best thing to do when they do get you is to get out there, get out and have a drink and have yeah. the neck and don't be... Although I can say that, and then you'll hear me next week. <laughs> he didn't text me back, and I've, I haven't even met him yet. <laughs> no, it's like I think it's a it's a talent because I think so many people, as you said, would just wrap themselves up in a duvet and text the boss. Oh no, yeah. I can't, I can't come in today. And that's one. That's another perk that's good about it as well. Though. So the the sick days are kind of limitless. So <laughs> so if you really do need, like, it's very easy to take time off when you're your own boss because you can kind of organize, cover, and you can, you can, you don't have to really answer to the man, you know. So yeah. you have a bit more, you have a bit more freedom, which I love. And I'm guessing, um, because there's the the community of drag queens is it's mm-hmm. small. There's some great ones here in in Dublin, especially. Yeah. Um, and I imagine. I just imagine you're supportive of each other because of the fact that there isn't loads and there's like yeah. competition isn't that mad. Absolutely. And like there's, I think since Drag Race, there's been even like way more have come along. And I do a show called The Divine Apprentice, which is, I do it, I'm actually probably going to do it this year, maybe in January. I think I did it last year in December. And it was amazing. The amount of queens that applied, there was like I think 40 queens, 45 queens applied. And it was like, you know, give them tasks every week. It was like a drag race kind of thing, but it was live. It was really fun. And to see the talent and the creativity that people have and the, the kind of the hunger for it is amazing. Um, And I think we are a bit of a sisterhood. Like it's a bit like it is like a family and sometimes like a dysfunctional family. But, you know, <laughs> but that's part of the fun. And there's sisters that you get on with better than others. Mm. And uh, and there's always going to be gripes, do you know what I mean? And and I think when, when a bunch of drag queens get together, there's always a bit of drama, which I love, by the way. It's always like, <laughs> like, yeah, I just love, I love sitting on the sidelines. I never really partake in the drama, but I love to hear about the drama. <laughs> oh, that's my, I'm just like, 
Oh, I just there's a podcast I listen to called Normal Gossip, and it's just like oh. someone telling random gossip stories from around the world, or whatever. And I'm like, what's it called? I'm going to check this out. Now. Normal gossip. It's brilliant. normal gossip. So it's oh. like these really long gossip stories that someone has sent in, and you're like, it's no connection to me, but I'm invested. I need to know yeah. why Charlie from the office hates Paddy, and I'm like, I love it, but sitting back. Like, I am a certified nosy bitch. Like, <laughs> like I pro, like I, like I am the ultimate like curtain twitcher. If something's going on in the street, I am like really breaking my neck to have a look to see what's going on. I just cannot help myself. So when it, drag queens go at it, I am glued to it. <laughs> the Michael Jackson meme is out in force. I'm like eating the popcorn at Thriller. I'm like, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom says that. That's what I'm like. And you know when there's something in the local area and like yeah. the kids were outside one time. I nearly fell out the window. Oh, and I yeah. phone out as well because I was like, I'm going to record this and I see what the crack is. My mom's like, I was like, if you look around, you can see everyone's curtain yeah. is pushing. It's not just me. I'm just no. like, being obvious about it. My uh, my TikTok for you page is all just people being arrested, people having fights in the street. It's it's just literally like it's the ultimate nosy neighbor for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but mine is all travelers and oh, yeah. traveler glow ups. So oh yeah, I love them as well. I love a good glow up. <laughs> I'm like. It. I've never watched a Get Ready With Me intentionally, but yeah. I've watched many, uh, TikTok has given me many a traveler Get Ready With Me for this. Oh, movie yeah. And I'm like, how was how your town that dark? Yeah. What? It's wild. Yeah. Like, but like, actually speaking of, speaking of the Get Ready With Me is actually, I'm doing a campaign for Boots actually. It's coming up um, soon. It's actually, it's never been done before. They're doing like a live ad break takeover. Oh, yeah. And they're doing a live get ready with me, so it's going to go live on TikTok and TV at the same time. So it's going to be that's quite interesting. I've, and I've never won the, done those kind of get ready with me. So now I'm I'm not going to be like giving all the secrets away. So I'm just going to kind of use my favorite little products that I use. And but yeah, it's like because like I've have an experience in makeup, but I never kind of like lean into that side of things, you know. So I'm like, yeah, like because I think it's really do. interesting when somebody who has actually skills and yeah. says, listen. Like in a nice way without being like, your concealer's rotten. But like, you oh, know, yeah. like, but even if it is, it's like your concealer. I am, um, I just enjoy, like, I enjoy watching tutorials. I enjoy watching people get ready. I just, I find that fascinating. I find it quite relaxing, actually. I don't know why. Just watching just... the mess in their room. Going... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's always, uh, I'm always at like that. What's going on in the background? It's so funny. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and obviously, you have your own podcast as well with Victoria yes. as well. So okay. she's obviously one of the queens you do get on with very, very well. Oh, like, well, it's like, touch and go. <laughs> touch and go. <laughs> Uh, we we're friends nearly God nearly twenty years now, and we're best friends actually for a long time. And we had a big falling out a couple of years ago, and it was really bad. And when I I can't even remember what it was really about. Like when I think back, but it was bad falling out. We didn't speak for like two years. Like now, I mean, we still had to work together on the show. We were like in each other's company, and it'd be all like you know a lot of side eyeing going on, and a lot of a lot of bitchiness. Now I have to say towards each other, and uh, but then eventually, like we just realized we're like we actually love each other why are we why are we fighting and it was just it got like to the point where it was ridiculous like it was actually comical it was like a comedy sketch you know we like tell her i'm not talking to her and she'd be right beside her. <laughs> you know what i mean it's just stupid um and then after we when we became friends again um we our friendship was kind of stronger it was just a bit more we kind of were a bit more blunt with each other and it was uh so we've decided to do the podcast petty little things because when we were with each other we were just so petty to each other we just do awful stupid things to each other and so yeah so we were we were petty bitches basically and now the podcast is called petty little things and it's it was basically born out of the feud that we had and now we just focus on things that rot us and things that like we we have a, a thing called rotter of the week where we pick something that rots us like to the core every week so it could be anything like so 
So I, I don't know what them. what would your like what would your rotter of the week be if you could pick a rotter something that just rots you like so like things that's the problem it's so many isn't it like I um I'm just saying like for this week I had uh what w- something that rotted me was you know when you get in the bus and you just you just look out the window and you just see this big greasy mark on the window you know where somebody has had their greasy head oh, <laughs> you know where someone so it's been leaning I'm like that is just like that's a rotter of the week right there so like just little things like that and kind of what else that I got or uh, let me see what else had I had or oh, twirly moustaches. I hate people with twirly moustaches. <laughs> you never go around Stony Barter then ever. <laughs> oh no, I'd say how they say a hipsterville. Anyone that twirls moustache, I'm just like, no, it's giving me Victorian sideshow vibes. No thanks. <laughs> Mine current one that and everyone's doing it and it drives me insane. Do you know the phrase it is what it is? I can't oh, yeah. stand that phrase. And yeah. you can just use it for everything from like, oh, the water, I thought the kettle was boiled. Ah, it is what it is. To like life decisions. And I'm like, no, what is what? I, just... I know. Well, what is it? If it is what it is, what is it? <laughs> what is it? And I'm just like, and you challenge people on it. And now my sister knows I hate it. So she says it about uh... everything. And I'm just sitting there going, I could murder you. Yeah, Long I know. Anyone finds out. <laughs> and, you, and you'd be you'd be well within your rights as well. <laughs> And I suppose like you and Victoria are probably like sisters in that sense where you can yeah. kill each other and like for, you know, two years and still still have to be in each other's company. Absolutely. And then suddenly you're like, we have a common hate towards something else. Let's just yeah. get back friends. <laughs> and it, it also just makes us laugh, you know, because it's uh, all those things that, that rock people like. They're not like life or death things, but they're just things that you can have a good giggle about and a good bitch yeah. about because everyone does that with their friends. And I think now, now especially, it's so important to just have a bit of a laugh and keep things light. And everything is just so heavy and doom and gloom. And the media at the moment is just so it's bad news and tragedy. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to just take people away from that for a little while, you know? Yeah. I have like my podcasts would be stuff like that. People like yeah. you know, listen to yours where you're just talking about petty things where we're like yeah. slagging off stupid things and you kind of go, that annoys me too. Or how could that annoy you or whatever? And then the other side is murder podcasts. Yeah, so- me too. Yeah, that's the same because because that's everyone has that yin and yang side, you know. So when you're feeling a certain way, podcasts can really lift you up. And then there's other times when you just need to listen to some music. You just want to throw in a bit of Kylie and, you know, Padam oh, Padam. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. There's always time for Kylie and Padam Padam. Yeah. <laughs> Although I must be the most played song in, you know, the George by now because I, I know uh, how much I listen to it. And well, I tell you, all I think about with Kylie now is I just think about Kylie's wine over lockdown and just the the vicious hangovers. I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive her for some of those hangovers that I had. Oh <laughs> God! Seriously, like <laughs> I had a couple of uh, oh no, Graham Norton now his bottles of prosecco. Many they're of them. delicious. Like, they're very good. I know, and they're always only about a tenner. So I'm always like, oh, that's yeah. Okay. See, we went through a phase where we were trying all the celebrity wines. So we oh. ordered and we got our friend from the US to send us over some of the, the housewives wines and stuff. So we so we had house. So we, we literally just had a night where we just drank all this wine and we were just absolutely locked. And just like I think that that really turned me off because I, I, I was violently ill like the oh, next yeah. day. So <laughs> but SJP, her wine is amazing as well. Sergeus Parker has amazing wine. Oh, is it? And I've seen yeah. that in Duns, I think, one yeah, time. Yeah, it's very like, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she's a good one. What's yeah. the one then? What's the bad one? Oh, I have to say, like, like the, the Kylie Prosecco is nice, but the Kylie Rose, Jesus, that like, you'll end up in a skip. <laughs> you'll end up in a skip upside down with one shoe on. <laughs> Don't do it. I'm speaking from experience. Don't do it. <laughs> Well, let me add to that. Don't ever drink little vodka because you oh. will end up throwing up on a bus the next day. So that is oh, really oh, that's good. That's a good tip because I always think uh, I always think that'd be a good little cheap little number now. So maybe I'll I'll keep that aware. 
oh god I just I have I have violent issues of like flashbacks when I think of that and I'm just like and of course it's when someone really good looking was sitting near me and I was like oh god me <laughs> such a classy bitches we are ah, listen we've all been there I've never only Judy can judge that's all I say <laughs> and what an icon she is icon yeah, uh, so totally. what's going up for you apart from boots and obviously the podcast uh, so I am going on tour with Joanne McNally and Vogue Williams and my therapist ghosted me oh my sister so, told me she went to see them and you were doing the before yeah, yeah. so so I, I basically um I got called in last minute to one of the gaiety gigs they were doing for their last run Um, I got called to do I think they were I actually think they were stuck <laughs> so I got called in and I just turned up like the next day and I just did didn't really know what I was doing but we we just kind of podged it together and, and it was amazing it was something about when the three of us came together it was like just such a good fit mm. like I just we, we just got on so well and it just was very effortless so after that then they asked me to do the marquee with them in Cork so the three nights in the marquee and that was that was I think when we were really cemented we we're like okay we're like girls we're like a little band <laughs> like it's just gas and they're so fun to work with. So that was so then uh, I was over at the Apollo. I did the Apollo with them in London for three nights. And now we've got, I think there's 14 dates, 14, 16 dates for Ireland. So we're doing like five nights in the tree arena, which is actually record breaking. I think you two was the only person to ever do five nights. Maybe God. I, think was, I think Kylie did four, but you two were like five. So doing five nights, which is sold out, I think, uh, which is amazing. Um, Castle Bar, Killarney, Belfast. So that's I'm really excited about that because like it's always been a dream to like perform in the tree arena. Like I've always just personally wanted to do that. Like that's such mm. a buzz, you know? Yeah. Because my sister said, yeah, she went to see them in the gaiety and yeah, you'd been yeah. on beforehand. And I was like, yeah, that I was my know. first and, one. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I hadn't even seen it anywhere as in like advertised, but now I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was so it was it was really last minute kind of thing. So now with the with the tour coming up, so I'll be opening for them. So uh, it's all in production now at the moment. It's all happening, but uh, it's I'm very excited on it, and I'm kind of raging because I hope there's more gigs with them because we actually just have such a lot. They're so fun to work with, such yeah. a good bunch. Like, and the production people are like amazing. So, yeah, I'd be raging when it's all done. I'd be very upset. I think, but it's, I'm so excited for it. Yeah, it's not a tough job. It's no, it's hanging with the girls, and the crowd. I'm guessing is basically like women like me. Do you know? <laughs> I have to say, the crowd is absolutely like it's it's like it's a big girls' night out, but it's not like. It's not like a tacky night out. It's like, there's like, they're, they're cool girls. Like, it's a cool girl night out. And I that's what I noticed about the crowd in Cork. Like, it was, it was great energy. Really, really good. So I'm very excited. Yeah. When I went to Joanne on her own, it was opposite energy. It was I women chaos, was let it? out before. Yeah, chaos. Well, that's, Joanne is chaotic. I love her. <laughs> She's a bad bitch. <laughs> And you're just keeping them both going and on an even keel. Well, judging by their podcast, all they ever say is that I'm the one to blame. They're always blaming me for the hangovers. They're always blaming me for keeping them up late. And I'm just like, girls, I've never met anyone that can go head to head with me. So we're definitely in, in like, right, the right company for sure. Well, I will bow towards you. My liver would have given up. I haven't even tried to keep up. But I, I try. I try yeah, my best. That's all right. That's all we can do. That's all we can oh, do. Oh, Davina, I've had you for so long. I'm so sorry. I just realised. That's all right. No, thank, thank you, you so much for I've having me. I've had so Jeez. much crack. My pleasure. My pleasure. Of course. Listen, thanks again for having me. You're very good. No, I'm so delighted. Like, obviously, getting to know you a bit better has been yeah. so lovely because I just see you on stage and I like it so much. Listen, have a great day. Enjoy. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, my love. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.
I'm back. So yes, that was so much crack there. And of course, we had so much laughs. Like at one point, you can't hear it in the podcast, but in the room I was in, the lights just went out in the middle of it all. And it was when we were talking about serial killers. Lads, the two of us were just like, oh my God, serial killer vibes. What is going on here? And that would one thing that would rot me. Lights going off and terrifying me when I'm talking about a serial killer. Uh, we had so much crack. And I, if you enjoyed her and you haven't, maybe you haven't heard Davina before, or you've never known she's a podcast, please do go listen to Petty Little Things. Uh, it's really good crack. And it's just basically the two of them giving out, but in a funny, funny, funny way. Love it. I hope you will go and give them a listen because us podcasts, I love podcasts supporting other podcasts. I think it's really, really kind and really sound. And uh, speaking of support, I have to give a few shout outs this week to people who shared this podcast, this little tis yourself. So I have to say, first of all, Johnny Ward was fantastic about sharing the podcast last week that he was on, shared a few times on his Insta and on his Twitter. I really appreciate that. You've no idea how many celebrities don't do that. So I just ever, ever, ever grateful. And of course, Alan Hughes shared it as well because we talked a lot about the panto, talked about Alan and Carl. So sound of Alan to share it as well. I have to give a shout out to my friend Emma who shared it and she always writes lovely, lovely, kind words on it. Uh, Amy, my friend, also shared it. She was listening to Johnny's episode and shared that. Michelle was listening to the Simon Gregson episode, aka Steve McDonald. And because she lives in Manchester, it just kind of made that extra uh, that extra bit exciting because we had a Manchester listener to, uh, listening to a Manchester actor. And of course, then I have to give a big shout out to Tara Howley, who is an Irish trad musician, who I randomly met on a train to Galway. I didn't know each other. We sat beside each other and she started offering me sweets. And I was like, this is a girl I can have my life forever. And we became friends and we chatted away on the train. And it's only at the end we started talking about our jobs. And she mentioned she was a trad musician. And I started the podcast and we swapped Instagrams. And she lovingly shared it. So, so nice of her with her followers. And she's got like 14,000 followers, lads. So that was just a really big deal and so kind of her. Without asking, without prompt, she just shared it for me and shared one of the episodes, the Trisha Transformation episode. And that was just sound because getting people to share podcasts is really hard. Like they might send one in a WhatsApp group. Sure, I don't know about that. But hey, if you send it in your WhatsApp group, this episode, I love you. Okay, I love you because I don't see it. And I think it's amazing of you to send it on to a friend. But um, the ones I do see, obviously, on Twitter, Facebook or Insta, the fact that you guys share it, it's very few and far between people that do so when you do it means means a lot to me so thank you I have to give I'm going to start giving shout outs every week to people who are kind enough to do that so these are my gang this week okay so that is enough of me waffling on one last thing on Spotify if you're listening to this if you go up in the top corner you will see there's there's a rating system right it has been on 49 for I don't know. It feels like 49 years. Okay. I feel like I'm 49 and that's what it's just haunting back at me. So could one of you just please go on and give me a rating so it goes to 50 or two of you, 51, happy enough with that. But I feel like I've been staying that 49 forever. Like it's just haunting me. I feel like I'm like Dougal and Ted, Father Ted and I'm going to be daydreaming and a 49 is chasing me down the road. I don't even like seeing the 49 bus. Don't know if there is a 49 bus. No, it's 46. But uh, if there is a 49, I may have like some sort of trigger at triggering episode so if somebody could go on and just get me up to 50 and I must share uh, next week some of the lovely reviews I got in the last couple of weeks on iTunes on Apple iTunes some lovely people have said some kind words and I really appreciate that so I am going to read them out so whoever I have next week I will be reading out some uh, people who shared it and who has left some lovely comments so thank you so much anyway you came here for Davina, not for me to waffle. So I'm going to go. I hope you all have a great bank holiday weekend for those of you listening in Ireland. For the rest of you, have an amazing Halloween. Try not to scare yourself too much. Tron and L serial killer podcast after this one. Get yourself in the zone, okay?
<laughs> Slongful, love you all.